it's time to talk with Liz and Peter. Good morning, my little friend. How are you? Good morning. So, what are we drinking this morning? This morning we're still drinking Cameron's coffee and it's the sea salt caramel. And it's delicious and it's my favorite right now. A classic. A new classic, really. It's a new classic. A new new. The OG classics are the Folgers, like, what is it, the regular blend? Mm-hmm. And then French vanilla for a treat. Folgers French vanilla, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as a treat. Only as a treat. Yeah. So, speaking of treats, I've got a treat for you today. I know, great transition, right? Yeah, that was cute. This topic is going to totally infuriate you, and... I definitely wanted that this morning. I thought I'd get you in the mood for some, you know, vigorous discussion. Yes. So I sent you an email uh, with two screenshots in it. The first screenshot that we'll talk about is a tweet from CNBC. And would you mind reading what the tweet says? Just the top part. It says the budget breakdown of a 25-year-old who makes $100,000 a year and is excellent with money. So that's from CNBC. And I've seen this graph making the rounds on the internet a bunch. And basically it says, you know, it talks about a 25 year old making $100,000 a year. Here's a pie chart showing all their expenses. Rent, $825. Um, internet, $20. Donations, 615 So I just wanted to go through this. Um, and I wanted to ask you, when we, so we paid rent and we lived downtown in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, which is a college town. And if I remember correctly, our rent was eight seventy five a month, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so this person's rent is comparable. Their rent is eight twenty five. Eight twenty five. So that's comparable. Um, internet. Do you know what you pay for internet, or what you've ever paid for internet? So I set up the internet for the place that we're in right now and one of the people that we lived with wanted to have tv as well like cable and then they also needed a landline and so our internet is actually 213 dollars a month and by internet i mean internet tv and phone so let's see um cell phone 40 bucks if you run that internet that's 60 bucks and then do they have tv at all okay nope. i'm sorry but like cell phone 40 bucks okay who, yeah who what's your cell phone bill it's like 90 bucks. But that, yeah. hey, I wanted unlimited mm-hmm. texting and, right. and um, data. So I think the lowest it could have possibly been was like $75. So I go through Google Fi and I, if I do a really good job of using Wi Fi and not using any data while I'm out and about, which is basically impossible, right? Like if you, if you ever leave your house, you're using data at some point. Um, and my bill is on average between 60 and $90. So wherever this person's getting a cell phone bill, like maybe they were grandfathered in, like they had a like a really old plan I'm sorry, or something. No one has a forty dollars cell phone bill unless it's like a prepaid cell phone that they only put forty dollars on a month. Yeah, this is <laughs> hilarious to me. Transportation. Transportation's a hundred and thirty dollars, which sounds reasonable to me if you're filling up your gas tank once a week. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe you live in a city and you can buy a some sort of like public transit pass totally or and then like maybe use an uber use every an now uber and then. every couple yeah. weeks um the one that's killing me is house cleaner 30 dollars a month what <laughs> what kind of slave labor is this person using what no like what i i can't so i've had friends who have been house cleaners and nobody makes money on 
a $30, like even if you're doing $30 for an hour of cleaning, like nobody's making money on that at all. Um, it's not even yeah. reasonable. Um, like, yeah, I've used a house cleaner before and yeah, it's like at least like 80 to a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Depending on what you have done and how screwed up things are. Yeah. 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 Like that was for a full an entire house. But when I had a little mm -hmm. apartment, I mean, it was still over, it was over $30. Mm -hmm. It was between like 50 and 80. Mm -hmm. So utilities then at that point, I wonder what they're counting as utilities, like mm -hmm. gas, water, electricity, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Dude, who's like, maybe if you're living in an apartment where some of your bills are rolled into your rent or something like that, are so you paying? So the utilities here are $195. Yeah, $195. So what do I pay? So it's like trash alone is like, 25 bucks a month or something like that you know build quarterly shit god i i should have brought out all of our bills before we talked about this but there's there's, there's no way our utilities are only 195 dollars. Uh, um health insurance is one that i want to look at um so again i have a question is this employer quote unquote provided health insurance where they're just having 270 bucks taken out of their plan so yeah that's 270 dollars mm -hmm. for health insurance yeah, and so I recently changed jobs uh, last year and went on the marketplace. And let me tell you, you're not finding any plan on the marketplace for two hundred and seventy dollars that actually covers you for anything. Mm -hmm. All the plans that are, you know, like quote unquote bronze or you know whatever, the like in the two hundred and seventy dollar range, they're basically just there to fulfill the ACA's mandate that everyone have coverage mm -hmm. you know they they don't actually provide anything mm -hmm. so it's kind of stupid to pay for it if you don't have the money right yeah and also if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year your health insurance you're not just paying 275 bucks a month for health insurance um groceries i feel like that's reasonable if you're it's four hundred dollars mm -hmm. and i feel like that's reasonable if you are a single person only spending about a hundred dollars a week on groceries yeah and if you're not eating out and well actually dining out is a different expense dining right there out was 250 dollars a month which i also again if you're a single person that's 650 dollars a month on food i think that sounds reasonable yeah, and so $650 on food a month, but then you're also donating $615 a month. So this last part, I can't even. It's $615 spent on donations, and I'm very confused. On this pie chart, it's like almost as big as rent. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know anyone who is like, what is this, 25, who's mm -hmm. donating such a large chunk of their income unless they don't have student loan debt, no credit card debt. Oh, I know zero people donating, like, around, even around that age who are donating that much, even if they fit all the criteria that you just described. Yeah, it's it's shocking to me to see that on there. Yeah. So we've gone through all of the things that they metered out on this. Oh, go ahead. Well, and that was just another thought I had, because in my head I'm like, it's cool and all that you're donating that much, but like if you're 25 and you're, most people like you're either kind of saving a little bit because you're only 25 mm -hmm. or you're also thinking about like instead of renting and paying $825 a month, saving up for a down payment for something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sorry. I'm still just a little bit fucked up over this donations thing. So you want to get even more fucked up over it? Yeah. Let's suss out the math behind all of this. 
typical monthly spending $2,775 a month, right? Uh-huh. But they said the person made $100,000 a year. Right. So 2007 let's round it up to 3000 mm-hmm. 12 months in a year that's only $36,000 where's the other you know $64,000 or whatever that's missing oh i guess this? that's what's being saved is that i mean is that this is their monthly spending yeah so this is a totally realistic graph that really represents the middle class and i want to throw some numbers out at you what do you think the average 25-year-old makes per year in the United States? Tell me, tell me. Well, I was hoping that you would guess, but I can just tell you too. I really don't know. $47,736 a year in the United States. Gotcha. <laughs> what do you think the total net worth of the average millennial is right now? I don't know. $8,000 total. And so, and I read recently that that is a third of what our parents' generation was worth at the same time. Mm-hmm. So to all you folks out there talking about how millennials just eat avocado toast and, and all that bullshit and that's why they're poor. What? Defend these people. Defend them. Would you like to? Yeah, let, let's let's move on to the second one. So then the second one is a screenshot of a Twitter post about a person who, well, let's see. It's a Business Insider article, and it's titled, How One 31-Year-Old Paid Off $220,000 in Student Loan Debt in Three Years. And I'll just read a couple of the highlights for you. They, they did uh, us a service by going through and highlighting a few of the most impactful quotes. Back at home in Joliet, Horton took a job as an operations manager at a nonprofit her mother runs. So that's the, that's their first tip is have your mom get you a job after college. That is middle management and high paying. And so then the next tip that they have, or the next thing that they say is that Horton and her boyfriend tied the knot soon after their move. Horton's mother gave the couple a condo that she had purchased at an auction as a wedding gift. So their second piece of advice is to have a rich mother who will give you a piece of property to, I, I don't know, just make you feel good at your wedding? That's nice of them. I, I'm sure everybody has a mother or an aunt or a, you know, a sibling who will gift them a condo. Then the next piece that they cite is Horton and her husband lived in the condo for three months, but then they decided to move in with her grandparents down the street and started renting out the condo to bring in extra income. And I think this is a really great point because we all have grandparents. We all have grandparents who are wealthy, we all have grandparents who are wealthy enough to have us live with them. We all have relationships with our grandparents that allow us to live with them peacefully and, and all of that. You know, every single person in the United States has the equal opportunity of having grandparents that can subsidize their living costs for them. Then the last one that they pull out here for us is, to anyone who feels overwhelmed by the prospect of taking on student loans or paying back any debt they've incurred, Horton has a simple message. I just don't want, or sorry, <laughs> Freudian slip there. I just want them to feel empowered that they can pay it off. If I can do it, anybody can. So, $200,000, sorry, $220,000 in three years. This is how Business Insider says that you should do it. Basically so, be rich. So this was a 31-year-old paying off 220000 what? Yeah. In student loans in three years. So regarding the specifics, I just want to speak to the fact that 
I'm not hating on people who have the familial infrastructure to do this. Oh, no, no, like, definitely we not. We have several friends who have been renting from their parents or their parents have helped them out by, you can live in this property that I own or mm-hmm. here is a property for you right? so that you can save up and have a life. We are currently living with your mother to save money. So it's not just hate on having the familial support and structure. It's making statements like anyone can do this or paying off all your student loans but not taking into account your social safety net and the wealth and privilege that your family may have. It's just socially irresponsible because not everyone is in the position to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bag on people for protecting their children and shielding them from the horrible system that we've got going right now. Like any, anybody would do that for sure. But when you have a publication putting it out there that normal people are living like this at 25 and this is what your finances should look like at this age and and if not then you should feel shame because you're not living up to what society expects of you. Shame is exactly the word that was coming to me. Mm-hmm. I've read those oh, what's that uh, website it's like the penny hoarder. Mhm. Just reading these websites as a 20-year-old, in in my 20s, I'm 30 now, but in my 20s was so guilt and shame-inducing. I felt like I wasn't doing life right. And before I understood kind of the the rat race that is capitalism, I felt like I was failing all the time. I didn't realize that the system wasn't designed to have me succeed Mm -hmm. and that without support i wouldn't be able to succeed Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways it's articles like this put a lot of stress on young people to be able to pay off their loans quickly but if they don't have the family support to make certain decisions like not like not having to pay rent and being able to move in with a family member or being gifted like cars or or homes or having chunks of their debt paid off by their family members or family members paying for weddings, things like that. Those are the things that allow people to be able to save up money and make these strides in life where they're able to pay off their debt. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see an article like this, I can't help but feel like I'm being gaslit into thinking that the United States is a certain way than it actually is. And I think that's kind of the point. I think upper middle class people need to be told that the world is great and that everything is fine and there's nothing to worry about. Keep showing up every four years to vote. Keep following the plan. Send your kids to college. You know, they'll get a job. They'll become taxpayers just like you. We'll just keep going. And for some people, that is totally true. But for a large proportion of Americans, it's just not. And when you see so many millions of people having the same problems, that's a big red flag to me that says maybe the problem isn't with all those individuals. Maybe there's something about the way that our society is structured that needs to be taken a look at. And while this article points out a way, you know, a bunch of ways that a, a person from a, an affluent background can pay off a bunch of debt. It doesn't, and it's probably not supposed to in this instance, but it doesn't point a finger at the system and say, why does somebody have $200,000 of debt after graduating? Even if you go to grad school, I don't think anybody should be in that much debt. Education is something that brings more than just monetary value with it. It brings public good to the community, and we should be encouraging more people to get higher education, even if they're not necessarily going to use it for work, but because it fulfills them more as humans, it makes them better consumers of information, savvier individuals, better critical thinking skills, exposes them to a wider array of people and cultures and experiences. So why do we put such a huge 
barrier to entry in front of it by saying, okay, you can do this and we're totally going to let you at 18 or whatever age sign off your life for these loans, but you're going to be in debt unless you've come from affluence. And that to me is just kind of evil. It's kind of wrong. It's, it says, hey, yeah, we've set up this structure and if you want to advance in it, you have to exploit yourself unless you come from a family that, I mean, let's face it, probably exploits other people has either really done well for themselves and like been insular and, you know, never exploited anybody else, but we live in capitalism. So that's probably not the case. Yeah. It's just, why is all of the onus on the individual to take care of themselves when there are all these structures that are unfairly set up that are causing their life to be extinguished? Hence the shame. Hence the shame. Yeah, to hell with these people, this rich person shit's fucked up. I don't know anyone who takes that graph or that woman's story seriously. People like to say, if you work hard and you do everything right, you know, you'll live a good life and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, man, I know some of the best hearted, hardest working people that I know who go to work every fucking day. I'm talking about seven days a week doing manual labor. They're some of the poorest folks I know. Hard work does not correlate into being wealthy. You can better predict someone's future wealth by the zip code that they were born in than anything that they're doing as far as amount of hours they put in for day. And so the reason I wanted to bring these up is because I just have been seeing so many unrealistic expectations of what human life should be. And I don't like that they're gaslighting a whole generation of people who are on the receiving end of basically 40 years of economic and political dealing that has made working class people worse off than they were and made our generation the first in our nation's history that is on track to not do as well as our parents did. And it's not that we set up the system as children to fail. It's that our greedy predecessors set up a system where they built a really high wall, got on the other side of it, and then said, hey, you got to climb this high wall to get to where I am, even though they never did. And by that, I mean, I've got some very successful family friends who talk to me about, when I was your age, I went to a private college in the Midwest, and I only had to paint houses every summer to pay for my tuition and books and board. And then, you know, so I'd work in the summer, and then I'd go to school during the school year. And then I, you know, after four years, I had my private college degree with no debt. So why aren't you doing that. Dude, I had to take out $30,000 worth of student loan debt just to go to a state school as an 18-year... Sure, you can say maybe that's not a great financial decision, but as an 18-year-old and everyone around you is telling you that this is the right thing to do, that you're expected to do it, and you come from a middle-class suburb of northeastern Kansas and all of your friends are going to college for the most part, too, and there's that social pressure. Come on. Come on. Individual responsibility let's just talk about the factors that are influencing people for once instead of what they should be doing.